0: Welcome into the lounge. It is the DFS Last Call. That's the name of this podcast. We're going to call it the DFS Last Call because this is where you're going to get your final daily fantasy information. It's 12 o'clock in the morning. I just finished a draft with one of my guys. We had to knock out an eight-man... High entry fee league We worked together We knocked out something good on that So now I'm behind the mic We're going to talk daily fantasy We're going to go over last week's lineup. I told you about last week If you listen to the podcast Let's go over that real quick Before we get started in week two uh, Tonight I'm drinking on The Elijah Craig Barrel Proof B520 Like I had uh, When I had the podcast Um The Dynasty Buzz. We're going to have all type of podcasts, man. Roto Lounge. The DFS Last Call. And the Dynasty Buzz. Because what? What else is there to do besides drink and play fantasy football? In between raising my kids and working a full-time job. But other than that. All right. So let's see what we got here. Um, Let's go to history. So the, these these podcasts aren't going to be edited. This is just uncut. I don't have time to sit back and edit. So you're going to hear me fumbling around and and trying to get ready. And sometimes I'll be prepared, but sometimes I'm just going to wing it because I have to give you guys um, what you want to hear. So in the uh, the million the million um, is just a four dollar entry millionaire. But I entered. Um, I think three different lineups last week um i had a trubisky stack i had a gardner Minshew stack and i had a josh allen to stefan Diggs stack uh, those were the guys that we kind of talked about a little bit um i mean you want to look for you got to find the right savings right you got to find the right value um, and if you're going to get a quarterback that's going to play all four quarters you know barring injury all four quarters and uh you know has rushing upside Uh, they're gonna they're gonna put up points man it's it's money in the bank so you know with Trubisky I I didn't expect Trubisky to be benched the first week because you know he was you know he was named the starter so I didn't expect them to you know bench Trubisky right off the bat now I, I can't say that for week two they could bench him this week uh so he had the rushing upside so I stacked him um, I had a few lineups with him stacked with A-Rob and a few lineups with him stacked with Jimmy uh, Jimmy Graham. And then I had Minshew stacked with Chenault. I had Minshew stacked with Chark, I believe. And then I had Josh Allen stacked with Stefan Diggs. Uh, so all in all, uh, I had a really good week. Um, won a good amount of money. Um, but my high score... Uh, so I scored 186, 151, and 134. So each lineup cashed. My top lineup um, went something like this: It went Mitch Trubisky. Uh, he went for 242 and three touchdowns, 6900. Let me pull up. Um, let me pull up my ownership percentage. So you can go to RotoLounge.com, and you can find Roto um, ownership um percentage and so i have fan. so last week week one i had fandle and DraftKings. kings this week i only have Fandle, so go to worldlounge.com under dfs i have week two dfs ownership uh but i'm gonna go week one ownership let's see if i was on point with these or not so mr Trubisky was three and a half percent owned uh on my uh my breakdown uh let's see I had him at one and a half percent. So uh, he was a little higher than I had anticipated, but um he still put up 24 points. Running backs, we talked about Josh Jacobs. I, I said I was gonna fade him, uh, but I did have this I did have to start him in a few lineups because if I was wrong, sometimes you just gotta eat the chalk. Uh I had him as the third highest uh at, at about 23%. Uh, and in this tournament. He was at 22.4. Also I threw in Boston Scott. I had to save some money. I thought Boston Scott was a free square. I knew he was going to be highly owned. And that's okay. Because I, I rolled with. Um, Mitch Trubisky and Jimmy Graham. Which I knew were going to be very underowned. Um, so I'm okay eating chalk there. With Jacobs and Scott. And that's the reason why. That was the lineup that I put Jacobs in. Because if I'm going under own and a lot of you know certain positions I'm okay eating the chalk so if the chalk hits and then my under own plays hit then I'm cashing and that's exactly what happened so uh, in this case Boston Scott was 29.3% owned um, I actually had him at like 40% owned um, so I was a little off there but you know he was highly owned second uh receiver let's get in receivers I had Devonte Adams I told you that I thought Devonte was going to be the highest scoring receiver on the week so I made sure I locked him in he was at 18 percent owned uh, under my percentage I have him at 23 percent owned uh, he scored 34.6 points then Robbie Anderson you know my love for Robbie Anderson uh, he went off 22 and a half points his salary was only 5600 six receptions 115 yards and a touchdown and a two-point conversion you know i can't stop talking about my boy robbie anderson uh you know and he's also going to be a sneaky play against tampa i mean tampa has a good defense uh, and i think they're going to focus on uh, dj moore and and christian mccaffrey so i think that robbie could be the one that you know capitalizes on this so we'll see i don't know if i'm going to play him but you know i think that he he could be a sneaky play then I had Diggs because I thought Diggs was going to do good against the Jets' beat-up secondary and some other leagues. I had or some other lineups. I had Josh Allen stack with Diggs, so I rolled back with Diggs. He only got twelve and a half points, um, but that was good enough for me. And then Jimmy Graham uh, stacked a tight end, and you know when Jimmy Graham got that second touchdown, I think I jumped into like fifth place, uh, and then they called it back, so I dropped back. But I was, I mean. I was very close to winning a shit ton of money, uh, if that Jimmy Graham touchdown would have been correct. Um, but they called that back. He only ended up with ten points. But at the end of the game, so we t- we t- I talked about this. If you've been listening to the podcast, I've talked about this all off season about how the Bears were investing in Jimmy Graham and Cole commit because they wanted to have, you know, two tight ends. Said they wanted to have an identity, and I thought Jimmy Graham was going to be, you know, the guy that they focused on, and it seemed like they didn't realize that till the end of the game. They finally start throwing him the ball at the end of the game. So keep your eye on Jimmy Graham moving forward. If he has another big game week two, if the Bears actually start focusing on throwing him the football, he is going to be a sneaky ad. So if you want to do a Mitch Trubisky and Jimmy Graham stack again this week, I wouldn't hate it at all. I would not hate it at all. And we'll go over some of these, um, these stats. I created some new stats and a new model that I'm tinkering around with, and I'll kind of go over it with you. Here in a little bit. Uh so then at my flex, I went Christian McCaffrey. And Fandle, especially Fandle, you want to try to get three Bell Cow backs in your lineup every week. Um and, and at this point, Boston Scott was the free square. So I easily could have had Jacobs and Matt McCaffrey as my running backs and Scott as my flex, but the way I said this, I put McCaffrey there. And then I went with the Ravens defense. We talked about um, Washington as a sneaky play last week, and I stacked them, and or I had them in some of my other winning lineups. Um, but I went with the Ravens here, and they scored 15 points. So that was my best line at 186-18. Uh, I'll go with my second one real quick, 151-50. This stack was uh, Trubisky, Jimmy Graham again, uh, but I went with Eckler instead of Jacobs because I thought Eckler was going to have a good game, but he only scored nine points. Boston Scott. Was the free square with Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Adams again, Stephon Diggs again. Instead of Robbie Anderson, I roll with Hollywood Brown uh, because I was thinking he might have a big game, and then the Ravens defense. So when you build these lineups, uh, especially when you go in the single entry, three entry max, I typically like to build like a core and then I'll replace a few pieces in case I'm wrong. So, right, so this lineup, so in case I was wrong on Jacobs, Eckler was another chalk. and then if I was wrong on Robbie Anderson, Hollywood Brown could have been big. But other than that, it was the same lineup. All I did was replace two pieces, uh, and I scored 151. And it could have easily gone the other way. Uh, another lineup, 134-68. This was a Trubisky and Allen Robinson stack. Josh Jacobs again. Um, my other, instead of going with Boston Scott, I went with Antonio Gibson. Wondering if maybe he had, you know, a huge game. Uh, went with Michael Thomas. Uh, went with uh, Allen Robinson to stack with uh, Trubisky. And then Devontae Adams again. I think I had Devontae Adams 100% my lineups last week. Uh, then I rolled with Kittle in case he had a big game. Uh, Chenault. And then I went with the Colts defense. So that was just kind of a random a random lineup. Um Let's see. Then I had another lineup 149. This was um Trubisky, Dalvin Cook, I think I think I just threw this one out right before Locke. Um it was Trubisky, Dalvin Cook, Eckler, Allen Robinson, that's a stag, Devontae Adams, Hollywood Brown, Greg Olson, Todd Gurley, and the Redskins defense. I think that was just one I threw out. But I get my eye on these guys, and then I just kind of build lineups around them. Um, yeah, so really, really most of my um, my best lineups was a Minshew's or a Trubisky stack. Here's one. Here's a Minshew's one that I had. I won 12 off a $5 entry. I think this was a single $5, one twelve. 12 uh, My lineup was... Minshew, McCaffrey, Barkley, Hollywood, Chenault stacked with Minshew, Diggs, Greg Olson, Zeke, and the Redskins. So Barkley let me down there with nine points. Hmm. And that was, I I finished 109th. Let's see. I finished 109th out of 1,400. That was good for 12 bucks. Hmm. All right, so let's look at, uh, let's get into this week. Let's get into this week, shall we? So the first thing I do, I'll look at Vegas lines. We want to get, we want to look at our high scoring lines for the week. We got Carolina and Tampa at 47. Jags and Titans at 43 and a half. Giants, Bears at 42 and a half. Atlanta, Cowboys at 54. Write that son of a bitch down. Everybody is going to be on that game. Falcons, Cowboys, 54. Detroit, Green Bay, 49. Minnesota, Colts, 49. Buffalo, Dolphins, 41 and a half. 49ers, Jets, 41 and a half. Looks like those are the two lowest games of the week. Rams, Eagles, 45 and a half. Broncos, Steelers, 40 and a half. Ooh, that's an ugly one. Washington, Cardinals, 46 and a half. Ravens, Texans, 49 and a half. Chiefs, Chargers, 47. Patriots, Seahawks, 45. So Vegas is usually on point. But let's talk about this Falcons Cowboys game at 54. It's completely over most of the games on the slate. Now, if you're going to enter a tournament like the Millie Maker, where it's going to, if you have, you know, nine hundred thousand entries, you can you can stack that game. But most likely, you're going to have success if you avoid that game, and you're right. Uh, that's your best chance because everybody's going to have that game. So if you're in a big tournament and everyone has that game and it goes off, you've got to be lucky if the rest of your pieces hit. So in a big, 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 big tournament, you're better off just fading that game or going with someone like Gurley, who most people are probably going with like Julio and Ridley. So if you go with like Gurley um, or if you just get a small piece like a gallop and he goes off for three touchdowns, I mean you're, you're going to have a better chance than, than stacking like – you know Zeke and and Dak and and bringing it back with you know Julio and Ridley in a big tournament. But if you are going to enter like the tournaments that I like to enter, the single entry and three entry max, that's when it's perfectly okay to stack this game because everyone's going to get like a single bullet, or they're going to get three you know three chances at it. So you are not going to have as much ownership in that game like stacking wise as you would in a huge tournament. So in the tournaments that we're going to enter, I'm okay stacking that game and and we're going to look at it. But to be honest, there's there's a lot of other players that I like. So I find myself kind of avoiding this game. Uh, I'm actually reaching to try to find pieces in this game that I'm comfortable playing with. And when we're done with this, I'll go over some lineups that I've made. Um, But again, some of my best success is just kind of talking it out you know, going through scenarios and talking about it in my head. And now I can talk about on the podcast and then I sleep on it and then I'll wake up the next morning and say, all right, these are the, these are the pieces that I want. This is the lineup that I'm going to build and, and, and kind of run with it. So, um, so again, you can check my ownership percentage on the website. Um, let me go back to week two and I'll talk about who I feel like is going to be Uh, Some of the highest owned players in week two So it looks like Dak Is going to be one of the highest owned quarterbacks Kyler Lamar, Matt Ryan This is Fandle strictly Uh, And then in in running backs You got Zeke Derek Henry who I really like Uh, Jonathan Taylor who I think is Kind of a can't miss play this week Drake is a sneaky play uh, Christian McCaffrey is always highly owned, and then wide receivers Devonte Adams, Amari uh, Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. Right, a lot of the players from those games are going to be stacked because of, of the scoring output. Um, but one thing that I've been working on is we'll go game by game. But one thing I've been working on is I put together a model that has all the players in the in the. Um, available and I have what their ultimate ceiling is going to be. Like if everything went right, who has the highest ceiling and then I have what they cost. So I try to break it down value points per dollar. Like what is the best value on the slate that could hit, uh, you know, the ceiling. So, Right now, the the, the player that going to hit the, the the highest ceiling right now is Lamar Jackson, and and I think you know every week he's probably going to have the highest ceiling. Hold on, let me let me pour some more bourbon. Um, I need to make Last Call beer because I don't know it's Last Call, but oh, this is this is good stuff right here. This is Elijah Craig. I'm coming up with some logos, so I think my Last Call DFS Last Call might be a beer logo. Uh, So Lamar Jackson's got the highest ceiling for the week. I have Josh Allen as the second highest, and I really think that I'm going to ride with Josh Allen this week against the Dolphins. I just don't know how he is going to fail. I mean, Cam Newton pretty much just ran on the Dolphins. He ran for two touchdowns. Um, I mean, unless they just run the ball all over the Dolphins, I mean, I think Josh Allen's going to have a good game. Derrick Henry has a high ceiling. Okay, against Jacksonville, he owns Jacksonville. But again, he has a he has a very low floor. But when we're entering this tournaments, I don't care about floor. Now, unless you're if you're playing cash, this is this is completely different. But what I'm talking about now is tournaments. And you want ultimate ceiling. Okay. And we'll talk about what's a good cash play and what's a good tournament play. Cash plays you want a high floor. Right, You want a safe player that's going to give you a high floor. But tournaments, you don't care about floor. You want the high ceiling. You want someone that's going to give you the highest possible ceiling and the best chance to win. Uh, so I think that Derrick Henry fits that profile. I think he could go for 200 on Jacksonville. Um, so we have to consider him in daily this week. Uh, and then Zeke Elliott, obviously Zeke went for I think 26 last week, uh, and now he's playing the Falcons, which is the highest score uh, estimated, you know, from Vegas. So Zeke is another player we want to uh, target. Dak has a high ceiling if it's a shootout. Uh, I think that Kyler has a high floor as well. Uh, he did look really good last week. I think he has a really high floor this week, or a, um, I'm sorry, a high ceiling. Christian McCaffrey always has a high ceiling, but I think he has a very low floor against the Bucs. So I'm actually fading McCaffrey this week because I don't think he's going to reach that ceiling. I mean, he has it, right? Every week he has it. He could score three touchdowns on the Bucs, but I don't know if he's going to do that. So I'm I'm, going to fade him this week. Mahomes has a very high ceiling. Alvin Kamara has a very high ceiling. Uh, Saquon Barkley has a very high ceiling. I mean, those are the players that I think can score at least 35 fantasy points this week. Um, so these are the guys that I want to target in my lineups. Uh, Kamara, especially with Michael Thomas out. Um, Barkley against the Bears. Um, Zeke Elliott, Derrick Henry. Uh, I mean, those are players with really high ceilings. So then what I do is I, you know, find out what is my. What is my best value, my my salary cost versus what I think that their ceiling is going to be? So when I filter that through, the guy at the top of the list is Jonathan Taylor, all right? I have Jonathan Taylor reaching a 30-point ceiling against the Vikings, and he's at $5,800 on Fandle. I think he's a lock in your cash games. If you're playing cash, just lock him in, all right? Um, Frank Reich's already come out and said he's the starter. Uh, and I think that whether he runs a lot, I think that Phillip Rivers is going to dump him the ball a lot. Uh, so I think that Jonathan Taylor is going to be safe this week. Now, if you're in a tournament and you want to you want to pivot and you want to go Naheem Hines as the running back for the Colts, I, I think that's a very sneaky play um, that could pay off. But I think that Frank Reich... Really wanted to have Jonathan Taylor as his bell cow. And now that Marlon Max out of the picture, I think it's going to be the Jonathan Taylor show. I think Naheem Hines is going to be involved, but I think Taylor is going to be um, the guy. So I actually have, I think I ha- I'm going to have Taylor probably locked in 100% of my lineups, cash and tournaments. He's just too cheap at 5,800. Um, and if he's the starter, you know, and if he gets a full amount of workload there against the Vikings, I think he could really blow up. Um, so he, I, I project him to be around 30 points. I mean, I think his floor is probably half that. I think his floor is probably, you know, 100 and a touchdown, 15 points, 16 points. Um, so I think that's still good for cash games, and, and probably not as much for tournaments if you only hit 16 points. But it can help you hit the cash line, and, and that's all we want to do is be profitable. So I think you lock. I think you log Jonathan Taylor in your lineups this week. And then second below him is Ronald Jones, and that surprised me. But if Ronald Jones, if Ronald Jones is the starter against the Panthers, I think he also has a thirty-point floor. I think that um, we saw what Josh Jacobs did against the Panthers, and I think Rojo is similarly talented. I think that he could break some runs. I think he could do really well, uh, and he's only priced at fifty-nine hundred now. If Leonard Fournette wasn't in the picture, he would be a lock. You would be locking in Jonathan Taylor and Ronald Jones without thinking about it. But if you want to have a sneaky tournament lineup, I think you put Jonathan Taylor and Ronald Jones in as your starting running backs. And then maybe even throw Derrick Henry in as your flex. All right? You got Supreme upside with those three running backs. But you also have low floor. So be willing to take the loss. But if it hits, it's it's going to hit good. Um, I have Josh Allen as the third player with the best value for his um, his value. So I think I lock him as at quarterback. I think he's the best value at quarterback this week. Um, again, you don't always want to go 100% everybody, but um, I think Josh Allen's going to be the quarterback that I roll with this week. Um, if I pivot, it could be for Lamar Jackson, which I think Lamar has probably one of the highest ceilings um, every week. Uh, now his his salary is is very expensive, so uh, you have to take that in consideration. But um, you know Josh Allen, I think Lamar Jackson, I think Kyler Murray. Uh, if you want to go back to Trubisky, and then a guy that I'm I'm going to throw some lineups in is Philip Rivers. Um, I think that he could be sneaky. I mean Aaron Rodgers just torched, and we're gonna go game by game. But Aaron Rodgers just torched these Vikings. And I think Rivers is going to be dumping it off to his running backs. He could hit Paris Campbell, Ty, against that secondary. I think Rivers could be very sneaky, and we'll go into that. But let's keep going through the um, the model. After Josh Allen, Benny Snell hits. uh, You know, I have him as a ceiling around 20 points at 4600. You know, if you think that uh, that's a good play, and then and then just to show kind of how accurate this model might be, number six is Cream Hunt. Uh, and he went off uh, I projected his ceiling at around um, 30 points um, At $5,800 On FanDuel uh, He definitely was close to that Naheem Hines is next Ryan Tannehill Then there's Derek Henry I have his ceiling at 40 points At 8300 Kenyon Drake uh, Lamar Jackson Malcolm Brown And then Joe Burrow Who would have thought Joe Burrow I uh, had his ceiling at 31 points. He ended up throwing for three touchdowns. Uh, his price was only 6800 I didn't play any Thursday night. I haven't been playing any Thursday night this year. Um, I just have too much going on to focus on that one game. But, um, you know, Joe Burrow and Cream Hunt pop on this model. Uh, I'll just name some other names in case you're interested. And, again, this isn't ceiling. This is the combination of ceiling and their price point and it equals a you know a value uh, of what their you know price per dollar is Raheem Mostert, Kyler Murray, Zeke Elliott, Dak, David Montgomery, Mitch Trubisky, uh, Latavius Murray, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, uh, Tariq Cohen, Cam Newton, James Robinson, Tyrod, Ryan Fitzpatrick, CeeDee Lamb, Miles Sanders, Dwayne Haskins, Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gibson is a sneaky one this week a lot of people are going to be off him because they, they played him last week and he didn't do anything, but he had 18 touches, right, or 18 plays. And this week he could go off. So he, I wouldn't mind throwing him in a tournament lineup just to see, you know, what happens there. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Russell Wilson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we won't go into everything. But this is my new model that I'm tinkering with. We'll see how accurate it is. Um, but... Some of your top players this week, value-wise, um, according to, to me, what I think their ceiling could be is Jonathan Taylor, Ronald Jones, Josh Allen, Benny Snell, Naheem Himes. Um, wouldn't that be something Stacking Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Himes on a team, and they both score a few touchdowns? All right, so let's go game by game. Uh, we'll start with Caroline and Tampa. Chris Godwin's been ruled out. So I think that I think this is the week that Mike Evans and Tom Brady develop a connection. I think that uh, I'm going to throw Mike Evans in a lot of my lineups this week because I think that um, a lot of people are going to be on Scotty Miller because he's cheap. But let's remember that Mike Evans is the alpha. Okay, last week he played against Marshawn Lattimore, who is a complete alpha cornerback. This week, uh, he. Brad uh, Bradbury is not even there in Carolina. The, the one corner that always shut Evans down is no longer there. I think Evans could have a field day against Carolina. Uh, and I think Brady could go to him all day. So we could see a Brady Evans uh, fireworks show this week. So keep your eye on him. Uh, a lot of people are going to be playing Scotty Miller because he's cheap. And last week, I think he had seven receptions. Uh, he did very well last week, but you know, Godwin was, you know, Godwin got his. They were going to Gronk and you know, OJ Howard and Evans was shadowed. I think this is the week for Evans. Uh, so if you're, and then Ronald Jones. So I think if you're doing any bucks, I think it's Brady. I think it's Ronald Jones. I think it's Mike Evans. Uh, and if you're feeling a little frisky, uh, throw in Rob Gronkowski. Carolina, I'm fading C Mac. I'm fading DJ Moore. Uh, if anything, I'm going to roll out robbie anderson i think with all the attention on dj Moore and c mac i think robbie anderson could get free for another big uh big gain uh so those are the guys that i'm looking for in that game jacksonville tennessee i think uh we look at derrick henry he owns jacksonville i think he has a huge ceiling potential uh aj brown is out so i'm, I'm definitely starting john who smith and in, in all my seasonal leagues uh, Corey Davis is kind of banged up So I think who could be a focal point But I think they're just going to ride Henry this week So get him in your lineup And then on the flip side If you want to bring that back with a stack Maybe Minshew and Visca uh, I think that that could be um, A nice pairing there If you want to go with Chark that's fine James Robinson but you know, I'm not really impressed with with that. Another thing for Tennessee is that uh, Darrington Evans is out again, I believe. So Henry could be in line for some receptions as well. So I think Henry might be a lock this week as well in our lineups. Giants and Bears. Again, Mitch Trubisky, stack, um, bring it back with Jimmy Graham or uh, Allen Robinson or even Anthony Miller. Uh, the Giants side, I mean, Barkley, you can play him every week. Uh, don't let last week discourage you. He's always in play. Darius Slayton surprised the hell out of me. I, um, I didn't think that he was going to pan out at all. He had a really good game. I mean, maybe he's got potential. I'm probably not, I'm not, well, I know I'm not going to be playing him in any DFS, but you could. Up against the Bears, you definitely could. Um, I think that's it. I don't think there's any other Giants that I'm targeting. Falcons, Cowboys, this is the game. This is the game you want to focus on, um, especially in, in well, especially in small tournaments, like I mentioned. And, again, guys, like I'm sorry if I'm rambling. I've been drinking whiskey during the draft, and, and this wasn't planned. I'm just kind of winging it just from everything that I've taken in and all the research I've done and just kind of numbers that I've run across. So just bear with me. Um, if it's boring, I apologize. One day I'm gonna be structured, but right now I'm just I'm just winging. It's 12:30 in the morning, um, and you know I'm recording this podcast for you. Hopefully, it help you win some money. Listen to it first thing Sunday morning. Pour yourself a Bloody Mary, make yourself a vodka orange juice, crack open an ice cold beer and some cold pizza, uh, and listen to the Daily Fantasy Last Call uh, and get you ready for your for your leagues. Go ahead and set your lineups throughout the week. Go ahead and enter your daily fantasy tournament, set your lineup with a generic lineup, and then listen to the podcast and go back and kind of plug some players in. Uh, so let's see here. Falcons, Cowboys. All right, it's shootout, right? So you can go with Dak and you can go with Zeke and you can bring it back with like Julio and Ridley or Gage or maybe even Hurst. Um all kinds of creative stacks. However you want to do it. However you want to do it. You could even do a, a, a Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley, Calvin Ridley, and bring it back with Julio and C.D. Lamb, or, or you know, just get creative with it. If you want to get some uh, exposure to that game, a 54-point total, you definitely want to get some pieces in there, unless it's a complete snooze fest. But I don't, I don't think it's going to be a snooze fest because you know, both teams lost week one, and, and both teams have high expectations for this year. So, um, I believe both teams lost. Let me see. Yeah, both teams lost. They're both 0-1, both third in their division. So, they both want to win this week. So, I I can't imagine it's going to be a snooze fest. So, I'm probably going to log Zeke in if I want any exposure to this game. Probably Zeke because I think he's just guaranteed to get his. Um... And if you want to, you know, I think Julio is probably guaranteed to get his and Ridley. I, I think I trust Zeke, Julio, and Ridley more than I trust uh, anyone else because you don't know who who's going to get the ball for the Cowboys. Whether it's going to be Cooper again, whether it's going to be Ceedee Lamb again, whether it's going to be Gallup. Um, so if I were to if I were to make a safe lineup right now, I'd probably put either Dak and Zeke and bring it back with Julio and Ridley, or I would do. Um Zeke and have like Matt Ryan and Julio or something like that. Or or, or Matt Ryan and, and Ridley. Alright, next game, Detroit and Green Bay. Green Bay came out the gates firing last week. Uh every time I think I understand what LaFleur is gonna do, he completely does the opposite. And Aaron Rodgers looked terrific. Devontae Adams looked terrific. Is that a product of Green Bay or is the Vikings defense just that bad? And that's why we're going to try to take advantage of that. We're going to go Colts heavy this week against the Vikings. And either we're going to win some money on it or we're going to realize that the Packers offense is just that good. So this game, I mean, you could go with Devontae Adams again. He's going to be highly owned because last week. Um, But I think Jeff Okuda is going to be on him. Now, whether or not he's going to make Jeff Okuda look, look silly or Jeff Okuda could actually, you know, give him a good game. You could also look at Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You could look at Alan Lazard. Um, I'm probably not going to have any exposure to this. Also, C Cephas last week had 10 targets. Um, so, he's like a, a cheap flyer you could throw in there. Um... But I'm I'm probably just gonna avoid this game altogether. It's a divisional game. If if this if there was gonna be a snooze fest, I I would not be surprised if this is it. Division games, um, they know each other, but um, we'll see what happens. Vikings Colts, here we go. All right. I like Jonathan Taylor's a lock. Okay. Uh, Philip Rivers. I'm gonna throw him in on big tournaments. So if I enter like the Millionaire Maker where multiple lineups, I'm probably gonna go with Rivers as my quarterback. And either stack stack him with Jonathan Taylor, maybe throw in another piece, maybe throw in a Naheem Hines, or throw in a uh, Paris Campbell, or throw in a T.Y. Hilton. Uh, but if I'm going to go Rivers, i got to go like he's going to go off for three or four touchdowns. So, it could be a Rivers, Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor stack. I could throw in Mo'Ally Cox, but I doubt that. Or it could be a Rivers, Jonathan Taylor... Paris Campbell stack Uh, but they they're at home and they're in the dome so um, you know it's gonna be interesting both teams lost and and both teams want to win again Uh, I'm probably not going to uh, bring back Dalvin Cook I might bring back Thielen I mean uh, Minshew was 19 for 20 against this defense so Cousins could find a rhythm. So you could do Rivers and Jonathan Taylor bring it back with Thielen in case it's a shootout. Vegas thinks it's going to be around 49 points so they expect it to be um, a nice scoring game. So that wouldn't be a bad play either. Bills and the Dolphins. Last week the Dolphins only scored 11 points against the Patriots. The Dolphins are bad. So I want the Bills. You can go with the Bills defense here. I want Josh Allen. I think that, uh, you know, we've already talked about his potential being a top five quarterback in seasonal leagues. I think he's number three after that first week, and I think he's just going to destroy the Dolphins. Um, Run the ball. I think he's going to uh, throw all over them. So I'm going with Josh Allen here, and if you want to stack him with a Stephon Diggs or a John Brown, or you could even run him naked. I think that you could run Josh Allen just simply on his rushing upside because you don't know who he's going to throw the touchdowns to. Or he could run him himself. So Josh Allen is a player that you could always run naked. You don't need to stack him with anybody. And you don't even need to bring him back with any Dolphins because he could just simply do all the damage himself. You know, put up 30 point, 30 fantasy points himself uh, and call it a day. Next game, San Fran at the Jets. Jets have a terrible defense, but the 49ers have no passing offense. Um, I mean, you could ride Raheem Mostert here. Um, I don't know. Kittle's out. So I think the 49ers are just going to try to get out of this game. I mean, they're traveling all the way to uh, New York. It's a 1 o'clock game that typically doesn't bode well um, you know, for West Coast teams. So I think they might just come in and just run the ball. Uh, so if you want to uh, put moster but I just think it's gonna be a this one might be a snooze fest as 41 and a half points for Vegas so we'll probably just fade that game um, Let's see next game is Ram's Eagles Miles Sanders is back. I don't think I want any of this game at all. Uh, if Gerald Everett is out Tyler Higby might be a sneaky play. I mean, Logan Thomas scored against the Eagles last week. So if Gerald Everett's out, Tyler Higby could be a sneaky play. And it's probably something where I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll see the news that Gerald Everett is out. So I was like, fuck. So I got I to gotta make a lineup and I got to put Higby in there against the Eagles. So keep your eye on that. Next, Broncos, Steelers. Steelers have a really good defense. Uh, I'm not targeting any Broncos. I'm just fading it. Let's see. Um, I just got an update. Mohamed Sanu. Looks like it said Mohamed Sanu is expected to play against the Jets. If he does play that, I mean, they're, they're probably going to let him. Uh, they're going to see what he can do. They're going to throw him the ball a little bit. I don't even know what his price on FanDuel is. Uh, we'll look at more of that in the morning. But even so, unless it's just someone that, if he's like super low and I need the salary. Maybe I throw him in there, just you know, see what happens. But um, I'm probably avoiding that altogether. I'm avoiding Denver and I'm avoiding the Steelers. I know Benny Snell. Um, you know, is James Connor in the doghouse? Is is was he injured or is he just in the doghouse? And is Benny Snell going to be the new starter in Pittsburgh? Interesting uh, things coming out uh, of Pittsburgh. Some news there. So, you know, Benny Snell might be a, a, a decent play, but I think there's just I mean, he's he's a, a big tournament uh, contrarian play. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't target him. Uh, Washington against the Cardinals. Washington has a tremendous pass rush, but Kyler can run. I think Nook. We 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 see how DeAndre Hopkins did his first game. Uh, I think a lot of sneaky plays in this game. I think you want to consider Kyler. You want to consider DeAndre Hopkins. I think you want to consider Antonio Gibson. Uh, I think you want to consider the Washington's defense with that pass rush. Um, I think you want to consider Kenyon Drake. A lot of sneaky plays in this game. Vegas has it at 46.5 with the Cardinals favored by a touchdown. Um, So if you want to go Cardinal heavy and bring it back with um, maybe Antonio Gibson, uh, that wouldn't be a bad play either. Ravens and Texans. The Ravens defense is legit. Uh, I'm probably just going to avoid this game altogether. I don't know what to expect. Um, a very, very, very contrarian play is as uh, Will Fuller, Will Fuller, Deshaun Watson stack. Um, but I'm I'm probably going to avoid that one. Kansas City and the Chargers. Vegas has this as a 47 point total. I mean, if you want to run Clyde Edwards, uh, I mean, you could go with it. Um, I'm probably just going to avoid this game completely. Uh, Patrick Mahomes always has a high ceiling, so you could see several touchdown passes. But the Chargers have a very good secondary, so I'm just going to avoid this game altogether. And then Patriots in Seattle. Nothing really excites me about this game. Um you know, we'll see what Cam does against a team other than the Dolphins. Uh, and then Monday night is the Saints and the Raiders. Interesting to see what happens with Michael Thomas. Uh, if Traquan Smith plays, you know, we're, we're big fans of Traquan Smith here in the lounge. Uh, I think Kamara will definitely uh, benefit from that as well as Jared Cook. Um, but again, I, you know, we'll see what they do with Drew Brees. They might let Taysom Hill play a lot in this game. Um you know I don't know I mean I don't know how good the Ravens are or the Raiders are so um you know I'm I'm just I don't I don't really want any any piece of this I won't be playing any Thursday night or Monday night probably this year uh, I'll be strictly focusing on the Sunday night Sunday or the Sunday games and, and strictly fo- focusing on those games All right, so now that I went kind of game by game, I'll just kind of bring up my lineups. I made, uh, I think, two lineups. Um, I've made three lineups. And I'll just kind of read them to you. So the first one, these are all single-entry lineups. So I got – it's my Rivers. I got Rivers. I got him stacked with Jonathan Taylor and Paris Campbell. And, again, these – I'll probably make a few more tomorrow. Um Probably by around week five, I'm going to really know like what players I want, but I'm still trying to learn who's doing what. So I'm going to have multiple lineup configurations, but, I, but I'm going to enter all in either single entry or three entry max and kind of see what I can do. So I got Rivers with Taylor and Paris Campbell, so I got that um, Colt stack. I mean, I probably should bring it back with Thielen, but instead I have, uh, have Derrick Henry as the other running back. I have Devontae Adams, and I have uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And, and these this is a lineup with, like, high upside players um, that could just kind of, you know, break the slate. So let's start over. So I got Rivers, Taylor, Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Paris Campbell, Tyler Higbee, and Miles Sanders. Uh, I, I could always replace, like... DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae Adams and bring it back with Thielen So I'd have a kind of a Viking stack um, So that's one of them Another one I have, this is my Josh Allen I have Josh Allen uh, And I don't have him stacked with anybody So it's a naked Josh Allen I have Zeke, I have Ronald Jones uh, Devontae Adams And I got Julio Jones to get some Exposure to that Cowboys game with Zeke LaVisca Sinault, Jonu Smith, so that's kind of correlates there. And then I have Jonathan Taylor as my flex. So another lineup with Jonathan Taylor. And then one more I have is Josh Allen as the quarterback. Wait, is this the same lineup? No, this is different. I have Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry. Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, getting some exposure to him. Jonu Smith, getting some exposure to him with Derrick Henry. And then Benny Snell as the running back. So those are just some that I put together. But um, I'm going to do a few more. But check out out the website and look at the percentage, ownership percentage. So if you're entering a a big tournament, you want to make sure you have some lower owned guys. You want your lineup to be around 115 to 120 when you add in all the percentages owned uh, by the players. But I'm gonna look over my model a little bit more, uh, tinker with it a little bit more. But I gave you some names of, of who to keep an eye on and uh, kind of build your rosters around core players and then just rotate guys in and out, some different players. Like if you wanna have a core of like Jonathan Taylor, a uh, core of like Josh Allen and I don't know Zeke, um, you know maybe pick a receiver and just kind of rotate the other pieces around uh, until you get something that you like. Um, a lot of my success I have is I'll keep the same core of like four or five players and then I'll just use multiple pieces and I'll enter those different lineups into different tournaments and um, typically one hits really big. Um, but again. You know, whatever you like to do, whatever you like to do, whether you want to play cash, if you want to play cash, do safe players, right? Safe players. That's your Devontae Adams. That's your Jonathan Taylor. That's, you know, probably your um, Josh Allen. I mean, a lot of these players are also safe for cash. But if you if you're going tournaments, you want to go with those high upside players that maybe have low floors like Ronald Jones um, or Benny Snell or Derrick Henry um, they could really break the slate if they, you know, they go for big games. But that's it, man. That's it. We're at one in the morning. Uh, I will go ahead and hit stop on this and just upload. Uh, hopefully, you have time to listen to it in the morning, and hopefully, it helps you win some money. Um, and if it does, please, 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 please hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. Let me know that what I'm doing here is helping. Because if it's not helping, there's no reason for me to stay up uh, till 1 in the morning talking shit on, on uh, the podcast. So if it's helping, great. Let me know about it so, uh, so I can keep doing this for you. And we can win some money together. So until next time, finish your drink or just pour your drink. Hell, by the time you listen to this, I'll probably be up too. We'll have some Bloody Marys and get ready for some football. This has been Brad Starks and the Daily Fantasy Last Call. Turn off the lights. It's time to go. Cheers, everybody. See you on Monday night for the Ad Drop episode. Smooth, Have a good one.